Hello, and welcome back to the Counter Pints podcast, my lovely little listeners. As always, I am joined by my three co-hosts, Jack, Kevin, and Casey. Counter Pints continues to be a podcast where we argue about the same stupid shit that we argue about in breweries and bars. Hopefully, they reopen again to normal capacity. For now, the podcast is all you have. Boys, beer check-ins are always first up on the list. I'll start us off because, goddamn, I am dry like the Sahara Desert right now. Let's go. Treehouse Brewing entering the fray with their Bright Line. It's like a rotational series of double IPAs they do. This is their Simcoe and Amarillo hops. Kevin, did I do that pretty good? Uh, Matthew, you guys, the resident uh, Hispanic, it's pronounced Amarillo. Thank you very much. Bueno. Let me pop that beer. Sorry, Cerveza. All right. Casey, you're up next. Check in a beer. Awesome. So... I think I kind of mentioned this earlier uh, on an earlier cast. I'm starting to run out of options at my local packy here, especially for the Colorado beer. So I found one from Maine. Uh, I don't know if you boys have heard of this Oxbow Brewing Company. Yep. Yep. In Newcastle, Maine. So this is the surf casting. Uh, It's a farmhouse ale with sea salt and lime. And I kind of find this interesting. I don't know if this is something Oxbow does, but it's it gives the production time of their beer and this one it took five weeks to make so i'll get a can crack and then i will taste it Ooh, well, that's pretty dang good boys <laughs> that's pretty dang good yeah speaking of running out of beer that's why i'm gonna go up to massachusetts this weekend i'm gonna make a special stop at like a nice craft beer store i'm like i might do a restock but from outside of state lines in connecticut so i could maybe hit some new places because i'm running a little dry too sometimes jack you're up next on the beer check-in train choo choo yeah, someone who is not dry and has plenty of beer that he can't drink for another, oh, four days. I'm going to talk about a beer that I had over the holiday break. I actually had this beer with our podcast host, Matt. This is from South End Brewing in Greensboro, North Carolina. Ichabod Cran, a wheat, cranberry wheat beer, actually. Um, not great. I gave it a 325. South End has kind of been disappointing. They get like one or two good ones, and then the rest of them are very blah. So, yeah, Ichabod Cran. That's my first uh, check-in of the day. Was it the place near Boxcar? Yes. Gotcha. Nice place, but I remember their beer being a little eh, meh. Not the best. Kevin, you're up next. I like Jack and Tech checking in a beer from over the Christmas break. I'm going to be checking in Rapid Unplanned Disassembly from Modern Times out here in Saudi San Diego. This is an Imperial Double IP, Double New England IPA. Sorry, hundred uh, percent mosaic DIPA. Lots of mosaic hops in this one. Uh, I gave it about a four point one. Gotta love that supporter account, and uh, that was pretty close to the average. So you know what? I, I didn't remember it standing out. I just thought it was a solid beer. You know, that's a good point, Kevin. Let's do a quick update. How are you boys feeling about those supporter accounts? Liking those point one ratings? Love it. Although I haven't really been able to use it. I was going to say the same. I haven't had a lot of opportunities to use it. Okay, so I have, a, I have something about this because I was thinking about this uh, actually uh, the other day. I am kind of upset, though, that with this supporter account, it takes away the like point. I agree with you. Point, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think that's bullshit. I, I want exactly. all of that <laughs> because it, isn't there like there was a beer and I was like, oh, my God, this is better than a, like a, a point seven but it's not a 0.8. Where's that 0.75? Where'd it go? Like, just because I changed supporter to a supporter account means I should get what I got originally plus supporter account. 
just two cents. I've had that exact same thought and I kind of hate myself for it. I'm like, boy, I wish I could give this a three, seven, five. All right, folks in our new special section, uh, Steve from Florida is calling in live to the podcast. Again, one of our biggest and most popular fans, Steve from Florida, please. We hear you have a question. Go ahead. Yes, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure to uh, listen to you folks. And uh, I have a, I'm posing a question this evening, given all your extensive background and expertise in uh, beer drinking. I am curious as to what uh, would be your selections for the best Pilsner that you have um, had uh, in in your uh, experience in, in breweries. And I ask that because I'm always curious going in there. I'm always looking for a good Pilsner. Um, but I'd like to know if there are some that you guys have uh, enjoyed uh and would put on your like a top 10 list all right well steve you have a nice night in providence rhode island which i believe it's where you live correct no wait florida (laughs) yeah steve steve from florida would be your first hint uh but but yeah i'm just visiting (laughs) it's no secret matt was the child left behind (laughs) (laughs) yeah All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Steve. That's funny. I actually have an answer to that question, believe it or not. So this, I feel like when I drank this beer, I must have been really, really drunk because (laughs) I rated a Pilsner, I believe, a 4.25 on Untapped. And it's pretty much in the average of around a 3 to 3.5. I think Matt kind of gave it a 3.5. He said just another Pilsner. The Shadow Lock Pilsner from Burial. Give it a 4.25. I'd like to try that one again because I doubt it can be that high. I think Pilsners are pretty much taste the same kind of everywhere you have them. Little little variations here and there, but I don't believe that could have been a 4.25. I had to have been drunk. It looks like I gave Shadow Clock a three and a half, which is like higher than average going by my Pilsner ratings. I had one that came immediately to my mind was from, I think, one of the best places to get a lager in New England in general is uh, Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers in Massachusetts. Um, they have a Pilsner called Mass Rising and really top tier Pilsner. If I had to pick one right off the top of my head, I'd definitely go Jack's Abbey when I think of like a lager style like that. So that's my immediate vote. Kevin, how about you? I'm not a big fan of Pilsners, to be honest. I'm looking through my untapped history here, and most of my Pilsner ratings kind of settle up around a 3.5. However, I did have an outlier at 425. It was the American Rheinheinskabot Pilsner from Ennegrin Brewing Co. out in Los Angeles. Hmm. I guess it was just a really classic Pilsner. I either could have been drunk at the time, like Jack was, or I could have just really liked the beer. But generally, I'm not a big fan of Pilsners. Honestly, the most mass market Pilsner, the Pilsner I will consume the most would be Miller Lite. Uh, shout out to Steve there. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to say on a craft beer podcast, but I generally don't like Pilsners. And if I have to have a Pilsner, I'll just settle for Miller Lite because it's going to be cheap and easy to get. Mm-hmm. So weird vote, I know, but it's it's kind of my palate. It, it is a style, I think, that suffers from most of them tasting relatively the same, like you said. It's like there's like a low there's like a low ceiling, I guess, maybe for Pilsner. Casey, how about you? Well, this is this is really interesting, Matt. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with everybody else. I'm not a big Pilsner guy, but I've had them. But I remember a Pilsner from my time in Massachusetts uh, that I actually really liked. And it's from Framingham, Massachusetts, which is the location of Jack's Abbey. But mine is not the same one as Matt's. I had to 
quickly Google it because it, it came right to me. I knew it was Jack Zappy, but it's post shift. Have you ever had post shift? Post shift. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I would give it a pretty good rating. And from what I remember, high three probably, but I haven't had it since I haven't tapped, so it's not on there. But I specifically remember going to their brew pub there when Alyssa worked in Framingham and met her there for lunch one day. And I was like, ooh, this is really good. And I was shocked because I'm just not a Pilsner guy. So that's my vote. Yeah, I do think Jack's Abbey is one of the best places for that kind of beer. I, I had a couple other honorable mentions. I had the, because I know for uh, Steve here, uh, the Pilsner at East Rock Brewing Company in New Haven, Connecticut. They make a lot of really great German-style beers. I think I gave that a 375. Um, then I also had the Idle Days Pilsner, Idle spelled I-D-Y-L-L, from Brewery Omegong in New York. Um, that's another very good one. And then the only other one I wanted to highlight was from Stillwater Artisanal, Stillwater's world-famous Pilsner. I also thought it was pretty good. That's a Brooklyn brewery. So there are some good ones out there, in my opinion. Also Miller Lite. Any other uh, runners-up you guys want to mention? Uh, one of the fun ones that I had was Who Wants to Be a Crillionaire from Humble Sea out here, which I thought was all right, but I like the name. <laughs> it is a good name. All right. Well, Stephen Florida, there you go. There's a few Pilsner recommendations for you. You know, we encourage our other listeners as well to, you know, send us questions like that. We are your Encyclopedia Britannica of beers. Um, ready for perusing at any time. So we've got a loaded podcast for you today here, folks. So we're going to move straight into the draft. But of course, before we do that, we have to plug our socials. Make sure to give us a follow and like whatever you got to do at Instagram, Twitter, and untapped under the handle counterpines, C-O-U-N-T-E-R-P-I-N-T-S. We also are encouraging our listeners to go to our personal untapped and give us a follow there if you want even more in-depth beer recommendations. Um, you can follow myself at Scoresburg, Berg spelled the B-E-R-G, Jack with Jack Attack 2417. You have Kevin at K-Aces 782 and Casey at Let's Go 100. So look this up on Untap. Send us a, a like or whatever the hell. Friend us. That's the word I'm looking for. And we'll uh, friend you back. And of course... You can leave us a voicemail at 774-224-0708. Phone lines are open. So many avenues to slide into our DMs. Boy, we can't wait to hear from you, our listeners. So with that, we are going to move into the body of this podcast. As you know, the Super Bowl's coming up. So we thought we'd do a Super Bowl draft. And when I say a Super Bowl draft, it's not players, it's not teams, but it's pretty much everything surrounding the event itself. For more details, let's go to the draft master himself, Shandy Man Jack. You're on the board. Yep. We're doing another snake draft. This time it's all about the Super Bowl, or if you hear it on TV, because no one wants to pay the NFL the big game. We've got a bunch of different categories for this one. Like Matt said, we're pretty much drafting everything about the Super Bowl that has zero to do with football. (laughs) So um, I believe we are doing categories. They are your favorite Super Bowl dish. Favorite Super Bowl beer. That one should be super interesting to listen to. Your favorite Super Bowl commercial. Your favorite Super Bowl halftime show. And we thrive on the negatives on this podcast. So uh, what's the worst thing about the Super Bowl? That's also going to be a category. We always do our randomized draft order. I continue to wind up with the first pick every single time. So I'll be picking first. Casey's going second. 
Matt will pick third and Kevin will round out the first round and then kick off round two because we do the snake style format. Uh, with the first pick, I guess I'm on the clock. I think that four out of the five of these categories are extremely loaded. I think there is one that is not loaded. And I'm going to go ahead and take my first pick from that category. I'm going to jump into the worst part of the Super Bowl. The worst part of the Super Bowl is the fact that you have to go to work the next day, usually very, very hungover. Thoughts on that pick? I didn't even think about that one. That's a great pick. That's a really good one. (laughs) Really good good aspect. Really good. Yeah, you want to. It's not a good aspect. It's a really shitty aspect to the Super Bowl, but (laughs) yeah, good good choice. I'm glad I got you guys' approval on that one. I thought long and hard about that. Um, It it had to go number one. It, It was, I think, in my head, the easiest one. And usually, you know, if you're coming off a loss, it literally is the worst day ever. I have grown accustomed to my team being on the Super Bowl a lot, so I had already took taken it as a as a uh, PTO day. That's not necessary as much anymore. But uh, yeah, so you have to go to work the next day, hungover or bloated. That's that's uh, first pick of this draft. Casey's got the second pick. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think. I'm going to, I like where Jack went with that because, but I've got one there that I don't think anyone's going to pick. And since you went first with that, that one now becomes really easy for me. So I'm going to go halftime show. I think halftime show is just, it might be one of the most iconic pieces to the Super Bowl that doesn't have to do with the teams or the actual game itself. And for me, there is one Super Bowl halftime show that just sticks out in my mind for the greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever. And that is the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake from 2004. One, there was a great team playing in that Super Bowl. But we don't have to go into that. But really, it was because that's about the time when TiVo was a thing and it had just kind of come out. And I remember being over at my buddy's house and all the parents were in the living room watching. And we were in a bedroom watching, and that bedroom had TiVo as well. I think that is probably the most TiVoed or rewound instant in all of sports history, even though it doesn't have anything to do with a sporting event. So I'm going with Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, and there were actually a couple other performers in that one. I don't remember who they are. I just remember Justin ja- uh, Justin uh, Timberlake ripping off Janet Jackson's uh, all I remember Titty. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like there's had to have been quite a bit of laundry done after watching in that bedroom there. My God. Rewinding, just going back and forth. Family podcast. podcast. (laughs) The best part, though, is like we got to do it for maybe a minute. Like we like would watch, rewind, watch. And I think then the parents found like, you know, someone was watching and they were like, it hit and uh, his dad came (laughs) sprinting up the stairs and was like, you guys get out of that bedroom right now. And yeah, it was pretty funny. So awesome. (laughs) It's definitely one of the most memorable, probably the most memorable moment. That's not football related. I'd I'd say it's, I think it's changed the way halftime shows are done. Whenever they do wardrobe changes now, yeah, you don't see it. So yeah, it's a, it's a good pick. I knew it was going to go high. Mm. Um, All right. Any, Kevin, any thoughts on the uh, nip slip? I was going to make an inappropriate joke about Casey only lasting 60 seconds, but he kind of already headed that off at the past. Family so podcast. Mind. This is a Christian it's, podcast, Kevin. That's Watch true. Your tongue. That's true. It is. No, it, no, it's not. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. No. Praise Jesus. It's a, it's a satanic podcast. Matt, you're up next. All right. Speaking of Satan, let's talk about marketing commercials. They're probably my favorite part of the Super Bowl. And a lot of people who don't really give a shit about football, I'm speaking for you right now, that commercials are really the part that you go to the uh, Super Bowl for. So this was the category I had a lot of strong opinions on. Boy, I had like eight or 10 of them that I could have easily put in my top like two to three. It was tough to narrow it down. If I'm going to pick a Super Bowl ad that has stuck with me over the years, because and this is the big reason, because I still quote it to this day. Now, 18 years later, that's disturbing. This is the 2003 ad it was a Reebok ad with Terry Tate office linebacker. Absolutely cr- a crusher of a commercial. Um, just a big, big, big black like linebacker just smashing people in an office. You kill the Joe. You make some mo. Woo woo. Don't bring that weak ass stuff up in this humpy bumpy Terry Tate. I think is the funniest fucking commercial they've ever made for the Super Bowl. I won't do the voice to spare our listeners. Yeah, it was the first commercial I had on my board for sure. I do remember that one. Even all the way back to 03, it like is still very yeah. vivid. Uh it was fun getting to watch it again, just looking at old Super Bowl commercials. Boys, thoughts on the Terry Tate office linebacker. Woo woo. I have pick. a question. That's a good question. Are we judging commercials that we saw live? Is that what we have to say? Because I mean, there are some pretty iconic commercials that I'm aware of now in retrospect, but I don't think it has like, to be one. Like when, when did I? Okay. It doesn't have to be, but I'll still yeah. rip you for picking something that you weren't born for. There you go. I mean, it also depends on when I started watching the Super Bowl, too, which wasn't, you know, which wasn't when I was two, like you, Jack. I imagine uh, you started. I might have right? I might have been technically watching it, but not knowing what it was. The first Super Bowl uh, that I can actually remember is the Patriots Packers. I want to say it was like 96 or something like yeah. that. So actually, I'm right there with you. I was just going to yeah. say the same thing, dude. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's 2003. It was 13. I definitely remember that. This yeah, I was middle school for sure. Definitely remember that. But yeah, that's a that one's hilarious. Oh my god, Terry Tate, office linebacker, off the board in the first round. Kevin, close out the first round. All right, so prepare to rip me because I think this is probably the most memorable Super Done. Bowl commercial of all time. Cindy Crawford, I bet it precedes a lot of our <laughs> a lot of our lifetimes. Back all of our lifetimes, it is the 1984 Super Bowl 28 (laughs) ad for Apple for Macintosh computers. Mm. The Ridley Scott directed Macintosh computer, where the person runs down the aisle and throws that laptop at. That is such a memorable commercial. I've seen. It's not. It's not your classic funny haha, but it's such a genre like moment defining commercial, and it's my number one pick. I would have expected nothing less from Kevin to pick that. I totally agree. I was. I thought Matt or Kevin would make that pick. Not going to lie. I hate that <laughs> pick, but it is very unapologetically Kevin. Like, oh, oh yeah. The, the, I the, thought the autistic direction was simply divine. Ridley Scott. Oh, how do you said, say autistic? Said, oh, I heard you say autistic. No, we can't say that. <laughs> no. Why can't we say I, that? That's what I heard. I'm not going to lie. I heard him say He said autistically. He, he that said autistically, not artistically. Yeah. Christian podcast. No, it's I, not. I thought he was going Cindy Crawford Pepsi. I like watched that one today. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of remember seeing highlights of this one. When he said 1984. I went, yep, Apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as yeah, he said yeah. the 80s, like, okay, it's Apple. All right. Well, 1984 Apple ad off the board. Quick recap of the first round. Uh, my first pick, I took you have to go to work the next day, hung over and bloated. Uh, that would be the worst thing of the Super Bowl. Casey took his halftime show went with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, the nip slip. Matt went with his commercial. He took the Terry Tate office linebacker Reebok ad. 
And Kevin also took a commercial. He went with the 1984 Apple ad directed by Ridley Scott. And Kevin will kick off round two. All right. So for this one, I'm going to go in a new direction here and pick a food for my first pick. And I'm going to go ahead and pick buffalo wings. I think buffalo wings are an all-purpose food that you can have during the Super Bowl that can be done with so many different dips on the side. And just it's a classic football watching food and it's the perfect snack for the biggest game of the year it's a great pick it was my number one food um, it's, it's like the quintessential item right agreed oh yeah agreed now here's a question uh, like you have the whole category and i'm just curious your preference you a boneless guy or a bone-in guy buffalo i like bone-in boneless for other sauces but for buffalo it's got to be bone-in boneless is just so much less messy that's I'm why going, I love i'm them. going team boneless all day every day yeah. Me too. They're not chicken awesome. nuggets with sauce. They're just great. I, I agree. I like like I really, honey honey mustard, honey barbecue wings, for instance. Ooh. I like with the um the bonus. Shout out to, Buffalo Wild Wings. Because exactly <laughs> because you have all that surface area for the sauce and it's just so juicy and so good. But buffalo, I like just the clean, crisp taste of the like the fried meat on the um on the boneless on the bone in. It's just so good. I I oh, family I, podcast I, I, asshole. <laughs> I almost picked <laughs> buffalo wings just so I could draft buffalo wild wings is ranch as my dip that's like that yes. dipping sauce is the best it's crack i don't know <laughs> what they put in it but it's, it, it's got to be crack um but so i'm going to take a little bit different kind of take on this i like bone in and boneless um but i would say for a super bowl i think it's very traditional and you got to be traditional and you got to go bone in i agree that's just that's just my take on the whole situation and i think it also depends on where you get them from Right, like if you get them from Buffalo Wild Wings, take your pick. Either one's fantastic because you get to dip it in that ranch. I would bathe in that stuff if I could. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> there are places where you know their bone in just aren't very good, so you got to go boneless, uh, and, the, and then vice versa. Right? Yeah, I think we had this discussion earlier on with uh, with Brian about the batter, and I think the batter on boneless makes a big difference. That's true. That's a good point. First food off the board, buffalo wings. It's a good pick. Matt, you're up. All right. So for mine, I might I might take my beer off the board because to me, for some reason, this beer came immediately to my mind. I don't really know why. You know, a little bit obviously because I'm in New England and this is a big brewery up here. But a beer I think would be great during the Super Bowl, and I probably will get some for the Super Bowl. It is one of Sam Adams' beers. They're very, they have a very light drinker called Sam 76. I think Sam 76 for some reason in my head is like the perfect Super Bowl beer. It's like light, but it's got a little bit of taste to it. You could slam back like eight of them. No problem. It's just to me, it's, it's a good beer for a football game. It was my first beer pick like that. I would have had, I think Sam 76 is absolutely delicious. It's, it really plays in all seasons. Like you can drink it any yeah, time of I year. Agree. It's really good. I like that beer. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I really it's like my Sam favorite, favorite Sam Adams beer by a mile. Oh, they've got a couple that I cold, actually cold like. Garbage. Oh my God. Get the Kevin, fuck out go of watch here. your Ridley Scott ad. <sighs> all right, Kevin, get off the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> Not the phrase. It's and Kevin's off the pot. Thank you. Come on. We got to keep saying it so we can put it on merch and Cop- then sell that shit. Copyright. <laughs> Kevin's off the pod. For the what what episode is this? 34? 33? 33. 30, for the 33rd time. Well, no, he's been kicked off the pod multiple times. Yeah, it's podcast. Higher than that. Let's like 66, 76. There you go. <laughs> Sam 76 for the 76th time. Sponsored by Sam Adams, Boston Beer Company. 
All right. That's a good beer pick, Sam 76. Anyone else have any thoughts on that one? Nope. Great. All right. Casey, you're up. Okay. So I've got two that I'm between here. I'm going to go with my best commercial. And I just really enjoyed this one. This commercial is from 2011. And uh, it's the, the Force by VW. I don't know if you remember this one. This is the one where the kids dressed up like Darth Vader and goes around the house trying to get things to move by using his hands. And then he goes out. His dad comes home from work, I think, and he goes out to the car and his dad's in the kitchen with his mom. And he goes like this to the car and the dad turns it on with the remote start and the kids just like floored. And I just thought that was one of the greatest commercials I've ever seen. And I love it. And I still love it to this day. So I'm going VW, the force from 2011. It's a good one. I watched it today as well. It's uh, anytime you get Star Wars in there, it makes people go crazy. So yeah, it's a great. And, it, and it's a kid, right? It's a kid. Little kid. Yeah. Well, we don't know. It could be like a little person. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. He is, he is wearing a helmet. All right. Any thoughts on the uh, Volkswagen, the Force commercial, Casey or uh, Kevin or Matt? I see Star Wars. I go, yes. But then that's before Star Wars was bad. So double points. That was a really cute commercial. I like that one. My turn to close out round two. I'm going to jump in the uh, food category. I think there's another banger out there. I'm taking pizza. I love pizza for the Super Bowl. You know, it, it, it's easy to eat. You just get a buttload of it. They have great specials from like everywhere. Pizza is my pick for favorite Super Bowl dish. Thoughts on pizza? Great pick. Great pick. It's a strong one. This is this is where like things like party pizzas come into play and they really, uh, you know, take the floor sometimes. Shout out to Big Y. I have a clarifying question, Jack. What's your go-to um, pizza for like Super Bowl? Do you go like Mass Market, Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, or do you go like your local spot? Usually, you have a lot of options there. Yeah, usually the Mass Market. It's uh, Papa John's usually my favorite one. I think they make a a mean pepperoni pineapple pizza, especially the thin crust version where you can just eat like twelve pieces of it. But uh, yeah, I'm usually a uh, macro pizza joint type of guy i recently tried the uh papa john stuffed crust pizza give it a whirl if you can if you like sometime i think it's better than the pizza hut Ooh. Ooh. if only for the crust though because i don't like the papa john sauce i think it's too sweet but the crust from papa john's is actually superior and then stuff it with cheese forget about it pizza hut literally came out with a pizza-less stuffed crust pizza it is just a circle of stuffed crust oh <laughs> really pizza yeah. hut Pizza Hut came out with Detroit style pizza, so they can just fuck right off. <laughs> that, that, means, that means it's cut into squares. Yeah. Thick. Yeah. I think it's thick squares. Disgusting. Fuck off. And in some cases, the sauce is on top of the cheese. I've seen oh, pictures. It looks uh, really uh, weird. That's, yeah. that's just a mess. That's a hot lava mess. Oh, <laughs> Christ. All right. Pizza's off the board. Quick recap around two. Kevin took his food item. He went with buffalo wings. Matt jumped into the beer category. He took Sam 76 from Sam Adams. Casey took his commercial, took the Volkswagen, the Force commercial, and I took my pizza, or I took my food pick and went with uh, pizza to uh, close out round two. Uh, we are going to jump into round three, but before we do that, I believe we have some beer check-ins. All right, Matt, check in a beer. Ooh, done. All right, so my second beer of the podcast, we're going to dip down to North Carolina out of the town of Monroe. I'm a brewery called Southern Range Brewing. I got a hazy IPA called Hazy by Nature, Citra Galaxy Mosaic Hops, all ones I like. My guess is this will be a pretty smooth drinking beer. 
Bam. You can crack. I'll go next. Uh, I'm not checking in a beer, but since Matt jumped down to the south, I'll jump up to the northeast. Brewery we probably haven't mentioned on this podcast before, actually. Um, Treehouse Brewing. I got to try, thanks to Matt, a Marzen from them called Whisper, which is a style of beer that I have never had from them before. Rated it a four. Very, very good. One of the last beers that I had before this whole dry January thing started. So a good way to go out. Treehouse's Whisper. Casey, check in a beer. All right. So I'm checking in one. I think I've had it before. I can't quite remember. The name sounds familiar, but I... Saw it and was like, yep, I don't think I've had this on the pod. I think that's the, the critical piece to this. I'm checking in Mountain Beach from Breckenridge Brewing, uh, obviously in Breckenridge, Colorado. And this is bright and tart with pineapple, lime, and guava. So we're going to give it a taste here if it's what I remember. Hmm, sounds good. I usually like guava and beer, so I'll support. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good. That's real good. I don't know what I rated it. I'm going to have to do some research on that. But, ooh, baby, that is good right now on my palate. Woohoo! Ooh, baby. Kevin, you go. Disappoint us. I'm not going to disappoint you. I'm going to pick a beer that I had over the holidays from Firestone Walker out here in California, Paso Robles. This was an American wild ale. It was Breda Rosé, which was a, uh, I think it was a raspberry-flavored sour beer. This was a beer from 2015. It was the second batch they ever made. And it was just a low alcohol Berliner Weiss uh, matured in French oak barrels or French oak punchins, and then added a thousand pounds of fresh raspberries during secondary fermentation. So it was a really raspberry, really red beer. And uh, it was perfect in a taku glass. What the fuck is a punchin? I don't know. I don't, don't quote me on this. Get Kristen on this. She'll know this a lot, better than a lot, I a lot of pretentious words in that sense. Exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Matt, do you want to do it? Do you, or should I? Kevin, you're off the pot. There it is. Third time. All three right, rounds three. of drafting and three times has been kicked out. Great. And with Kevin being kicked out, we will start round three. This is a tough call. I'm nervous that I think there's going to be a run on beers. So I am going to jump into the beer category. Drinking on the Super Bowl was about drinking in uh, mass quantities. So craft beers aren't exactly the best. So I'm going to take one of the big boys. I think it's fitting that steve from florida was on this podcast tonight because i am going to jump in and take miller light it's my favorite beer to drink during the super bowl especially when you're nervous because you can just pound them so i'm taking a big boy miller light off the board thoughts on miller light i'm so pissed at that that was on the top of my list good choice good choice <laughs> well, miller light's the, it's the winner of our domestic draft so clearly it's a very good uh domestic lager yeah you can just i mean you can drink so much of it and like i've talked about and we'll continue to talk about i've watched a lot of super bowls that have been pretty meaningful and it's nice to have a beer that can settle you down a bit or uh you can drown your sorrows in. actually i don't usually drown my sorrows in miller light that's when i go for the really hard stuff but uh Miller Lite's a great Truth. buddy to have. <laughs> um, all right, Miller Lite's off the board. Casey is the next pick. All right, so I'm, I'm going to follow in suit here. I'm going to do the beer category as well. And, and I'm going to I'm gonna take a big boy as well. So, like, I think it, it was interesting that that was kind of the concept. I didn't know if people were going to go with their craft beer, but I, I'm with Jack on this one. I don't think craft beer fits for the Super Bowl. There are times when you drink craft beer, and I think there's a couple – instances in the year that you don't drink craft beer and i think the super bowl is definitely one of them um it's all about quantity and the number not quality so for me 
I mean, it's pretty easy. It's the most consumed beer around the Super Bowl. Uh, it is the official beer of the NFL, so it's fitting. It's Bud Light. It was on my board for sure. It's definitely a big boy out there. Their commercials are generally pretty good too. Um, but yeah, it's a one that can be consumed in gallons during that night. Thoughts on Bud Light? It's not my favorite. I would take Miller Light. I would take PBR. There's some other domestics over Bud, but it's like a good all-rounder kind of choice. It's popular, but mm, I see it at Super Bowl parties a lot. Sure. I seem to recall I had some strong words about it during our macro craft beer bracket. I think I'd rather have like a Labatt over that. Yeah, I actually remember liking the Labatt actually more than I thought I would. <laughs> I'll never drink beer. a Labatt. No, it's a shit beer for a shit town with a shit team. That's what it's for. And it's not that, even from that, that, is true. That, that country, but those fucking idiots up there like it. So that is true. Can, uh, I will have more on it. I'll have more on that team in my last call, by the way. That's a big tease. Matt, you're up. So for my next pick, I'm probably gonna take I'm gonna probably take the worst part of the Super Bowl for me. I'm gonna take this it's kind of a specific scenario, but I feel like it has happened at every single Super Bowl I've been to. And I'm gonna call it guy who gets too angry that his team is losing. We, I feel like there's always one at every Super Bowl party. It's, there's always one guy who takes it way too seriously. Probably has like a full jersey on and his team has a bad, you know, has a bad fucking play and they start screaming or yelling or they punch something and it just sucks the mood out of the room. So if you're that guy and you're listening to this podcast, calm the fuck down. It's sports. It's not a big deal. Relax. That's my worst part of the Super Bowl. Um, that's an interesting pick. I'm with you on anything physical happening, punching things, screaming at actual people, unless they're provoking you, then uh, you're absolutely welcome to scream. Shout out to the asshole at Carolina Alehouse. Hell yeah, I knew that Casey was going to come up. <laughs> uh, that guy's a prick. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I hope you died in a car crash. What an asshole he was. <laughs> just, had to get that, just had to get that out. <laughs> But uh, I'm with you on the physical stuff for sure. That's so weird, like punching walls, throwing remotes, breaking TVs. You see those YouTube videos all the time of TVs getting broken. Ridiculous. Casey, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I've thought about doing it. Right? Like I've been like, oh, man, like that pisses me off. But I've never gotten to the point where it's like, yep, I'm going to take this remote and throw it through the TV. Or I'm going to pick up my TV. and I'm going to throw it or whatever it is. That's good. Yeah, right. I feel like it's good restraint. But. Yeah, I, I agree with that stuff, like like Jack said, but I can't agree with the fact that it's just sports because I think sports and, and a lot of people and probably the majority of people in this country and around the world, you know, it, it can be more important than life itself or it is life. Yeah, that's unfortunate so, for them. Mm, I just I just can't I can't well, agree with that. Statement. Well, if it helps, my backup answer was the worst part of the Super Bowl is the actual game itself. But I knew I knew it. I knew I, I, I knew thought it. that would have been ridiculous too. I thought Dude, I'm I with thought you, that, Jack. I thought that's I what thought it was that would have be. been. A, I thought that would have been a bit of a suicide charge in this podcast. But believe me, it was on my mind. It was my second answer. <laughs> How can you hate it? It's just dudes hitting each other, man. I love stoppage of plays every three seconds. Uh, that followed does by suck. eighteen commercial breaks. Football's gotten ridiculous. The commercials are insane. All right, guy who gets angry, his team is losing, such so takes it too seriously. Is Matt's worst part of the Super Bowl? Kevin closes out round three. All right, with my third pick, I'm going to go with best Super Bowl halftime show, and this is one that I actually do remember because I was alive for it. 
This was the 2007 halftime show with Prince. I think that stands out as one of the best shows. Yeah. Frankly, Super Bowl halftime shows are always kind of meh to me. You know, you always have high expectations and they never seem to live up to it. Prince Prince lived up to it. He had he just nailed his show from front to back. He had his classics. He had a couple of really good covers. He had CCR's Proud Mary, Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower in there. And then also the Foo Fighters' Best of Me. So he just kind of covered the whole gamut of his good songs and some uh, homages to some of the other great artists in the, in the industry. It's just, it was a great show. And may he rest in peace. Yeah, that's, um, I think it's widely considered the best halftime show ever by most it is. Most it is. websites and everything. I can just say this about that. I remember that. I think it was in Miami. It was pouring yes, rain. That it was. Whole game. It was, yeah. it was right. one of yep. the worst Super Bowl games ever. It was like Bears, Colts. It was the most boring fucking thing ever. That halftime show was by far the best part of that game. Fuck I agree. Colts. And it, I'm with you, Kev. This was actually my number two pick. So I was between Janet Jackson and, and Prince. I think for me, I went with, you know, obviously what I remember and that like, oh yeah moment, you know, but I'm with you. And you want to talk performance based? It's fucking Prince, I think 10 times out of 10. Uh, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but from the research I was doing and from my memory, I think he's one of the only acts in recent years that didn't have a number of other people that were with him. I'm pretty sure it was just him from start to finish. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, I, I That sounds right. And that's one of the things I like about that because I don't, I don't like that you have to have the headliner plus 18 different acts on, on the, on the, on the stage with them. I, I want to have someone give me a good performance who can actually carry an audience. And surprisingly, the likes of a lot of the other major uh, halftime headliners that we might have in some upcoming picks can't carry the act by themselves, which is really weird because they're all megastars. Mm. It seems like kind of a tough environment to host a performance in a way. I know you get paid well for it. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't doubt. And I agree. Very good pick. It was one of my top three. Yeah, it's like one of the Purple greatest rain, honors wow, ever, isn't it? Awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. All right, 2007 Prince halftime show off the board. Quick recap around three. I kicked it off and took my beer. I took Miller Light. Casey also took a beer. He took Bud Light. Matt jumped into the worst part of the Super Bowl. It's the guy who gets too angry and screams and takes the game way too seriously. And Kevin took his best halftime show, which was Prince. Uh, in 2007 in Miami, Kevin kicks off round four. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to pick a beer and I'm really disappointed that Jack took my Miller Lite. But if I had to pick a beer that I could drink fairly large volumes of, I'd go with my second favorite macro beer, which is Coors Banquet. And you know what? It's weird, but I really like the Coors Banquet and the little stubby bottles. I really won't drink them out of a can. I want the damn stubby bottles. Ooh, I love their can. I think their can was probably some, maybe yeah. the best can yeah. art. Low can. So good. Yellow, Although yeah, Miller, Miller Lights can, is really good too. The yellow can plus they had the um over the summer they had the limited editions where they had in a in a 12 pack. Yeah, they had like three different styles. Like I was just gonna say that, Kev. Too. Hell yeah. But I'm with you on the little stubby bottles as well. I like those too. So it's it's, it was, it's a weird foible. Like I just like the cute little stubby bottles, they're just hilarious to me. It, it was my favorite beer that we had at the uh Coors factory up in Golden when we went there. By far the best one they had on tap. When it's fresh, it's good. It's it's real good. <laughs> Matt, thoughts on Coors Banquet? It's a good call. I think it's Coors' best product out of their like mainline domestic beers. There, I don't find them ever. I ever go looking for it, but like out of the four that's been picked, I would take Coors Banquet over Bud Light, for instance. I think it's a pretty solid beer. All right, Coors Banquet off the board. First pick of the fourth round. Matt, you're on the clock. 
I'm going to go for my halftime show. The ones I was, you know, the ones that really came to my mind first are more modern ones in the last maybe 10 years. You know, we had quite a few, you know, they're not always good, but there were two I was between. Boy, struggled on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say my favorite halftime, you know, out of the ones that are remaining is going to be the 2015 Katy Perry halftime show. I think she's a great performer. I really enjoyed the whole thing with the stupid shark costumes. That became a big like meme for a while. She came out on that giant, like flaming puppet of a lion. Plus that was back when Katy Perry was hot this is prior to the buzzsaw blonde look she goes for, which is the worst Katy Perry, please come back. So 2015 prime hot Katy Perry riding in the back of a flaming lion puppet. I'll take it. Good halftime show. Yeah, that was my number one halftime show too. Also, because that's my favorite Super Bowl ever. Shout out Malcolm Butler. I love you. But yeah, you're right. All For all those reasons, she's good looking. She's a good performer. Yeah. The shark was hilarious. Left shark. Wasn't it left shark? Wasn't that yeah, one? Was was I think it was left shark. Yeah. And he was yeah. just like doing his own thing. It was great. Did they ever, did they ever figure out what, like the reason behind that? Because wasn't that like a rogue performer or something like that? Was like he just decided like he was going to do his own thing? I don't know. I thought no. it was just because he didn't know the routine. <laughs> that could know. be it too. It's got to be one or the other, right? <laughs> it might be also tough to move in those things. Like I've I've been in a mascot costume before. They kind of suck. I couldn't imagine dancing in one of those. All right, Katy Perry off the board. Any any more thoughts on Katy Perry before we move on to Casey's pick? Marry me. There it is, Casey. You're up. All right. So for me, I've got one, and I want to. I'm going to go for this because I think it's phenomenal. It's very similar to, to Kevin's earlier one, but for me, it's Buffalo chicken dip. I had it for the first time, not too long ago, actually, like at, like at a Super Bowl. And now I just am like, yeah, I want that every time you cook it in the crock pot. Oh God. And you can do whatever you want. You can do tortilla chips. When I think the first time I had it, uh, there were like these like baguette chips. It's like a baguette. They cut them up and then they toasted them. Oh my God. It was delicious. I think I sat there by it and just ate it. And I put it like on my lap and ate it. And by the time people were like, Oh my God, there's none of this left. I was like, Oh yeah, my bad. So I'm going to go with Buffalo chicken dip. That is very close to my choice. I was considering veto for a minute here. I'll tell you this, but it's not I, Buffalo wings. It I know, but some of that, some of like the key ingredients are like, you know, ranch and sauce and chickens. I'm like, ah, you know what? We'll let it go in the spirit of competition. Casey, I want to let it, we'll let it go. Uh, I think it's one of the most Thank overrated you. things ever. I am just, it's like, it's fine. I would just rather have a Buffalo chicken wing. <laughs> I think Kevin definitely got the better side of that. But Buffalo chicken dip is such a banger. It's everywhere. You go to a Super Bowl party, it's always there. He's right. You can have it with tortilla chips, bagel chips, whatever, pita chips. Matt, do you like Buffalo chicken dip? It is very iconic Super Bowl dish, I feel like. I like it a lot. Um, I do feel like you see it all the time at parties, which is not a bad thing because, you know, I'm a big fan. I like anything with tortilla chips. I'm, I'm more of a tortilla chip guy. Like if someone was like, hey, I got these baguette chips. Like, Fuck off. Where are my tortilla chips? I love it's my favorite kind of chip. I want like a big, thick, like corn chip. You can really like dig in there. It is good. But you are right. It does kind of occupy the same flavor space as a buffalo wing, I suppose. But I usually like a sweeter wing and a hotter dip so they can complement each other very well. So I'm on board. Ooh, so that's now, why you go with, like hot, hot, with a hot wing and a cool dip. That's, that's why you go with a hot wing and a cool dip. So chicken, buffalo wings, and either ranch or blue cheese. That's a great combination right there. Ooh, ooh. Ranch is good with everything. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Matt, are you a Tostito scoops kind of person, or do you want like the restaurant style big triangle? Good question. I guess if I were going to go specifically with the brand Tostitos, I'd take scoops, but usually I like to try to find like other. My favorite brand of chip usually is Late July. Go look that up. Yeah, Late July is great. I wish they'd sponsor the podcast because Late July, fucking great chips. Holler at me. There's a brand called Zochiel too, X O C H, something like that. Uh, that's really good. But I would have thought you wouldn't have liked Tostitos because they're kind of, they're flimsy. Like I, I agree are. with Matt's exactly. point about wanting a, a robust chip that can get a bunch of dip because a lot of these dips you have at these Super Bowl race aren't like salsa. They're not thin. They're hefty dip. You got to use the round chips from Tostitos. They got a little. They got some sturdiness. I'm saying the scoops are good for Tostitos for dipping because they're a little like reinforced. They're, they're good dip. I just thought because you could get all because you it's you know it's like a bowl. So I just figured if Matt's living in the the dips, then he could just scoop it. Well, let's be honest. For that. He, he wouldn't need a chip. He'd just use a spoon and shovel that in. Yeah, yeah that's you're true. right. That's his true. Fingers. He uses fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I, say, I, stop, I, say, I stick my fingers into a jar of peanut butter in my cabinet almost every day. Great. That's lovely. That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> all right. Buffalo chicken dips off the board. Wait, hold I, on. Hold on. Quick, quick interjection. Sorry. We're talking about chips and salsa. Um, friend of the podcast, Joe Vaughn, says he's in Colorado right now drinking a chips and salsa beer. Have you guys Ooh. ever? That's a that's a combo I've never heard of from Cogstone Brewing Company. They make a chips and salsa cream ale. Oh, that's fuck? weird. <laughs> weird. All right. Uh, Buffalo chicken dip is off the board. I got the next pick. I actually got the next two picks here. I'm still missing a halftime show and a commercial. Uh, Matt took my halftime show, but I think I think everyone's taking a halftime show. So I'm good there, uh, but I'll go ahead. I am torn between a couple. I think U2 in 2001 after 9-11 was friggin awesome, but I'm going to take a more recent one. I'm going to go with 2016-17 seasons Lady Gaga Super Bowl when she was like hang when she was like on the roof and like jumped in that was wild and she's a great performer too so Lady Gaga's my pick. This is one of my top I like three it. picks. Good one. Yeah. I like it. Though did you know that that was actually filmed the day before oh, yeah. the Super Bowl? Oh yeah. They, they would never ever in. let her do that cuz didn't they have to have the roof closed for the game? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's why everyone was kind of like, I remember it came out on like Twitter, like later that, like later in the half and people were like, but the roof was closed. How the fuck could she jump through it? It doesn't make any sense. And like, that's what got on Twitter. And then it, people were like blowing up about, oh my God, this was like fake. And the Super Bowl had to come out and say, well, yeah, we filmed it the day before, but it, it made for a great entrance, yeah, whatever. But I'm with you, dude. Lady Gaga is fantastic. Also, a great Super Bowl. <laughs> Just a, say a great Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, pretty Super much all Bowl. my picks, there was a common theme with those winning yeah. team. So I mean, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the Justin Timberlake one the next year was also very good when he went into the stands. It was like that. Is that the one who was well, wearing and, a weird camo outfit, like the hunter outfit almost? Yeah, well, it's because that's so, what his yeah. album. That yeah. was his album. His was album not, just I was came not, out. I was not into that one. I liked when he went in the I stands. Was. That was cool. That was so cool. But yeah, Lady Gaga, 2017, off the board. Quick recap around four. Kevin took his beer. He went with Coors Banquet. Matt went with his halftime show, the 2015 Katy Perry halftime show. Shout out Left Shark. Casey went with his food. He took Buffalo Chicken Dip. And I took my halftime show. I went with 2017's Lady Gaga. Also, fun fact. I also, this just came to my head. I'm pretty sure the year before that, Jack, 
she sang the national anthem, if I'm not mistaken. And she was so good. She's probably one of the, the top national anthems. She sang it at Biden's the, inauguration, too. Yep. But that's what, and then it was like right after that, that the NFL went, you're going to sing next year's halftime show. Everyone that would have been so where? Much. San Francisco? Was that where that one was? It was Carolina, uh, not yeah, Ca- yeah, Carolina, right? Denver. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Super Bowl 50. That game sucked too, by the way. That was super boring. So the I think that was Coldplay's halftime show where they were awesome, and Beyonce came in and fucked it up. Terrible. That's ex- and Bruno Mars. Yep, Bruno mm. Mars. Jack, by the way, you forgot to mention the sweet drone wall they made of the American flag during the Lady Gaga halftime show. That was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, that was drones. Cool. Yeah, no one knew what that was when it was like, what was that? And it's like they're drones. That's what they are. They're drones. Yeah, that was fucking cool. That was cool. Round five, boys. Our final round. I'm up. I have to take a commercial. I can't remember the year of it, but it's just one that is super iconic. Everyone was doing it. I'm going with uh, Budweiser, the was up commercial. Everyone would do that. It was so funny to me. It's still hilarious. I'm taking Budweiser's was up. Thoughts? Very memorable. Very good choice. That was how about how many other commercials do we have? I mean, can we talk about some of the other commercials that were on afterwards? Maybe as some of the missed ones, but Budweiser's was up as one of the major Oh yeah. What's it was a good one. It was a yep. very good one. Yo, Duque. What's up? The E-Trade baby. I love that was who I was between. I love that E-Trade baby. So funny. Are we just dumping commercials now? Let's talk about the fucking my favorite Bud Light commercial, the magic fridge. <laughs> but they, have, they have the fridge full of beer and it rotates in the wall and then the other guys the, of the other apartment are like guys the magic fridge is back all <laughs> hail the magic fridge or just the frogs how about the frogs the budweiser Bud, frogs Bud. yeah that's nice. oh yeah yeah budweiser, right, so budweiser I, crushes commercials i gotta give them credit good market. yes i'm with you i think anytime they have the clydesdales in they've really started to up oh, their yeah. game on the clydesdales those are classic like i remember the most recent one that I can remember is the one where the guy like raises the horse. Oh yeah. Uh, that that one makes you cry, the, it, <laughs> but it's so awesome at the end when it like runs away and it goes and finds him. And then that's like this reunite. Oh man, I was, I'm all about it. But mine, the one that I was between was an iconic. It's probably the most iconic Super Bowl commercial ever. It trumps Kevin's and it's uh, mean Joe green. Hey kid. And then he hands him like he trades him the Coke for the his jersey. Oh yeah, I, I and, and all the things I was Joe. looking. At, yeah, thanks, so, Mean Joe. I'm I'm glad you didn't pick it because I would have vetoed it because it didn't air first during the Super Bowl. It aired during Monday Night Football. Not true. Yes, it did. They re-aired it. I did the research. Ah, re-aired. It aired. No, no it, it aired in the yeah. Super Bowl, oh, boy, and then it's been, uh, it aired in the Super Bowl. And then they re- re-aired it. And in fact, if my memory is correct, they've re-aired it almost every single Super Bowl since then. I, I had a couple other ones, as honorable mentions. There was the old, the original Old Spice ad that had the black guy that was naked from the top up that went, look Mustafa, at your man. Now back whatever, to me. Yeah. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Awesome. The the uh, Snickers commercial, like, you're not Ooh. acting like yourself, Betty White, when they give yep. her Snickers. Great. The uh, tie, I liked in like 2018, the Tide ad of David Harbour from Stranger Things where they kept like disguising other commercials and they would end up being a Tide ad. I thought that was very clever. He would just ride and be and like, they fe- and it was like, and it, it, and it would like end. the commercial would end yeah. and it would like go on to another one. And then it would be like, Nope, we're still in the Tide commercial. That was great. Cause by the end of the too. Super Bowl, you were mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, is every ad a Tide ad? I can't tell anymore. You're like, they hijacked everybody else's ads. Very well done. So good. Per the Coca-Cola company, 
Whoa. That ad aired uh, during the um, the 1979 Major League Baseball playoffs. Wow. I would not have expected that. Well, good thing I didn't pick it. There, but that's that, true. Was, that was such an iconic commercial, though. And it's so, such a good parody. So many parodies after yeah. that as well. Yep. So the Budweiser was up commercial off the board by me. Casey's final pick coming in hot now. Well, before, can I do a beer check in? Because I got a beer and I want to check it in Damn, and I want to drink it. Damn. Three beer check-ins. Jeez, someone called Dasani. To go ahead. Help. It's right here. So I have one from New Belgium. It's Accumulation. I, great can art. It's got a trailer that's just buried in snow. It snowed here the other day. I saw it. I was like, yep, that sounds good. And I want to give it a go. So cheers, boys. Shout out to Asheville's New Belgium. Casey, make your pick. I know you're going to do that. The last one is my last pick. I'm going with something that, you know, it just... I think New England fans, New England Patriot fans just know this more than any other sports city, we'll say NFL team or sports franchise. And it's the worst part about the Super Bowl when your team is in it. It's the nerves. The nerves suck. Sometimes you can't eat. So you see all the the good food, the pizza, the wings, the buffalo dip, whatever it is. And you just can't eat it because you're so fucking nervous. I know in my lifetime, uh, the, the New England Patriots have been to nine Super Bowls. And for just about every single one of them, I can remember being fucking nervous. And for some, I may or may not have thrown up before. So for that reason, that is the worst part about the Super Bowl. It's the nerves. They've been to 10 in your lifetime, but you were a fan for nine of them. Yeah, 96. Touche. Uh, it's, a, it's a good pick. <laughs> the correct Wording, I believe, is being too much of a pussy, but uh, that's rude. So we're going to go with nerves. Who typed and that? The ghost, the counterpoints ghost. But yeah, he's not wrong. Nerves suck. And he's right. You can't eat anything. You just, you don't want anyone to talk to you. You don't want anyone celebrating or being that jerk off who's like trying to root for the other team because they just want to make you mad. Those are the worst types of people in the world. I'm totally with you. Nerves suck during the Super Bowl. Matt and Kevin. Thoughts on that pick? Boy, let's talk about a problem I don't seem to have during the Super Bowl, and it's eating. Then again, I don't care about football, so um, that's all I have to say. Yeah, usually I try to pace myself with the snacks, but then most of the food's gone by the end of the first quarter, and uh, go all in for the food there. I'm with you there. All right, Matt, your final pick. Woo! All right, so my last category is food. I kind of saved it for last because, in my opinion, there are a lot of good picks for this one. And I was basically like, I, I bet I'll still be fine if three of these go. I do think the three that went are probably the top three, but I'm between two. Again, I'm kind of like the halftime show. I'm really torn, but oh boy, it's a sports game food in my mind. And I see it a lot at like, you know, an American style pub or like a sports bar. And it is, we haven't had a potato based item here. I'm going to go for potato skins. I love them. Sour cream. Cheddar cheese, bacon on them. Oh, boy. I love potato skins. It's one of my favorite parts of going to like a sports bar is getting a plate yeah. of potato skins. Awesome. Good. It's a good pick. I can't believe nachos wasn't taken. I cannot believe it. Oh, fuck. That was my number two pick. That was my number two. That was my number two. Nachos are so good. We already had chips from Buffalo Dip. That's why I didn't do nachos. I because nachos were my no. I just picked the dip. Uh, I didn't say no. Yeah, yeah. That's a swing and a miss. Potato skins aren't a bad pick, but nachos Ooh. are better. No. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, so 
the best place that does potato skins is TGI Fridays. Oh yeah, no I question. Think. And, and, oh, and the I funny agree. thing is, you can get TGI Fridays buffalo skins in the freezer, and they're just as good. Yeah. I also though probably before I'd have gone with loaded potato skins would have been like loaded fries. I just think you can do more with it. Other like than- cheese fries, like is that what you're talking about? Mm. Anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen them where they've got like, it's basically like a nacho, but instead of the tortilla chips, it's fried. So like you could get the, the cheese, the sour cream, the guac, the, all of that. Sometimes they got yeah. ketchup. I've also seen my favorite is with pulled pork. And as soon as we said nachos, Jack, my mind went, Oh yeah. Carolina ale house. Oof, pulled pork nachos. Good. Oh, daddy. That's the thing with like those, like Kevin said, you have to, if you're at a restaurant, yeah, cheese fries are great. If you got those to go, they would suck. Yeah, yeah, agreed. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, totally. Like, um, like carne asada fries, Casey. I'm sure you've had those living in California. Those oh are the best. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Oof. Um, what I love, too, is it's not common, but I'm having tachos, like tater tot nachos, essentially. So tater yes, tot bacon. Yes. Everything on top of that. That's so good. Fuck yeah, dude. Can oh. we can we just start making this stuff now? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> I got yeah, a me too. Good, I, haven't, I haven't had dinner yet. So. I had a really, I got a really good beer cheese dip recipe for my mom. For I'm probably gonna make that for the Super Bowl. I love beer cheese. Oh okay, God, really nice. good. So good. I, I'm gonna use Miller for the beer. Hey, all right, potato skins off the board. Kevin, nachos. Kevin's final pick. Definitely not nachos. Potato skins. Kevin's final pick. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the pick that I wanted to choose, but I'm gonna go in a different direction here since I'm the last pick anyway, Mister Irrelevant. I was initially gonna say that the worst part about the Super Bowl is watching Tom Brady try to win it, but that felt like too much of a spite vote, and he really is the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, credit to credit, credit where credit's due here. My worst part of the Super Bowl is the casual fan, the guy who shows up at the party or the gal who's showing up at the party is always asking questions. I really don't want to explain the game of football to you during the game. Uh-oh. A, I'm focused on the game. B, I'm probably already drunk. So why would I bother? Fuck yeah, Kevin. I like that pick. Kevin, that felt like a direct attack on me. <laughs> it was not a direct attack on you because you wouldn't be asking questions because you don't give a shit. That's true. I'd be like, uh, I just hover around the food table the whole time. Absolutely. Well, I'd, I'd have a problem with that because I'd have to probably, you know, try to squeeze past you to get some of the food. Matt, can you please oh. stop hogging all the chips and dip? Thank you. Rude. Hey, yo. Brought nachos for a reason. Also, it was my. But point. accurate. Oh, wait. So you're the guy who thinks. You show up at the party. You brought this dish. Therefore, it's your right to eat all of it. He didn't do that with the Chick-fil-A nuggets. Give him credit for that. Yeah. Because he, he couldn't. Because he, he couldn't. There'll be a round two out. on that, gentlemen. Don't you worry. Oof. I'd like to see how far I could get on that. Wouldn't we all? That closes out round five. The final round. Quick recap. I took the was up commercial from Budweiser. Casey's worst thing about the Super Bowl is the nerves. Shout out Patriots fans. Matt took not nachos, but potato skins for his food pick. And Kevin went with his worst part of the Super Bowl, the casual fan who doesn't know anything about football and asks questions at the worst freaking time. They're kind of like Irish nachos in a way, really. Or Irish sushi. You ever had Irish sushi? There you go. So that wraps up our Super Bowl draft. A quick recap of everyone's lineup. My lineup is the worst part of the Super Bowl is going to work the next day hungover. My food was pizza. My beer was Miller Lite. My Super Bowl halftime show was 2017 Lady Gaga. And my commercial was the What's Up commercial from Budweiser. Casey went with the Janet Jackson Super Bowl halftime show in 2004 with the nip slip. He took the Volkswagen The Force commercial. He went with Bud Light for his beer. 
His food was buffalo chicken dip. And the worst part of the Super Bowl is having nerves during the game. Matt started it off with his commercial, took the Terry Tate office linebacker. He took Sam 76 for his beer. He went with the guy who gets too angry while watching the game and loses it for the worst part of the Super Bowl. His favorite halftime show was the 2015 Katy Perry show. And his Super Bowl food was potato skins and not nachos. I cannot emphasize not nachos enough. And Kevin's roster is the 1984 Apple TV ad directed by Ridley Scott for his commercial. He went with Buffalo Wings for his food. He went with Prince in 2007 for his favorite halftime show. Coors Banquet for his beer. And his worst part of the Super Bowl is the casual fan who, casual person who doesn't know anything about football and asks questions at exactly the wrong time. Uh, we do have a winner. Happy to say it's me. I won for the third time to take the lead over Casey, which is easily the biggest accomplishment of my life. So, yay, me. Final thoughts on the Super Bowl draft, boys. I thought maybe I had a shot at that one, but I knew I was going to alienate some people with my worst part of the Super Bowl because I'm pretty sure Jack and Casey are exactly who I'm describing. Um, and then the <laughs> potato skins maybe was a slight misstep, but I did say nachos, so I was robbed. Thank you. See, I, I thought I had a shot at that. Too. <laughs> Your, yours was the fuck up with the Apple commercial. Sorry. Kevin, I know, were, I know, I know. Kevin, you were dead from the get-go. It was over, buddy. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you made some great but, picks. But, 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 that, but, that, but that's, a te- that's a testament to how open up, to open up this draft is. There are a lot of, you can have a lot of really good picks, but there's a lot of good options on the board. I agree. But you, I mean, you had some great picks after that. I mean, your Buffalo yeah. Wings, probably the number one. Uh, Prince, Definitely. great pick. You know what I mean? Well, it worked, it worked for Matt last week. It didn't just it couldn't carry it through this week for myself. No, actually, I thought I thought Jack had almost a perfect answer in every category. I like didn't disagree with him on a single one. Kevin had a very early misstep, and then I thought was strong <laughs> through the rest of the draft. <laughs> and I thought Casey two missteps with the Bud Light and the nerves during the game because who cares about football that much? They can't. Oh, jeez! Get the nurse. You're, you're gonna. Nurse. You're always getting. Come on. Uh, don't give a shit what Matt thinks. So. <laughs> All right, there. Matt, you're off the pod. Matt's oh, off the pod. I will, no, take don't down. I will take you all down with me. Don't steal my thing, Matt. Come on. As a wise man <laughs> on, once Matt, said, as a wise man once said, sometimes you got to burn the bridges to light the way. So with that, <laughs> I'll kick it back to Matt to uh, wrap up this cast. Okay, so with the Super Bowl draft out of the way, um, we're going to move on to our conclusion section of episode 33, our Super Bowl draft podcast. We are starting our conclusion sections with a brewery of the week, um, as we've been doing for the last few weeks. Jack is going to take it this week. Jack, what do you got for your brewery of the week? It's easy. They might not be known for their beer, but they're big fans of ours, and we're big fans of theirs, and we've said it all along. We can be bought in White Lab's Definitely got in our hearts, sent us a lot of cool merch. Joanne was awesome. Learned a lot from her. White Labs is my, or our, I should say, brewery of the week. I really want to emphasize a point he made. We can be bought. We will be bought. Send us money now, and we will say whatever you want. We have no souls. Thank you. Any other opinions of the Brewery of the Week from the rest of the cast? Yeah, they're uh, they're located out here in San Diego as well, and they actually have a brew pub here. And I've had their beers. One of the nice things they do is you can buy a a mixed four pack of the same base beer, but brewed with a different yeast until you can try the effects of all the yeast. I think Jack was talking about that from the 
or the Asheville trip, but that's really cool. If you get a chance to do it, go ahead and give it a try. Yeah, it is. It is a cool aspect of that brewery. So from there, we'll move on to the best beer of the cast. Two of our members at this point are still drinking beers in the cast. Don't worry, folks. Soon enough, the other two will return. In the meantime, we'll talk about which beers we had and which ones you like the best. I'll go first on this one. Mine were very close, to be honest. I had the Treehouse Bright Simcoe Amarillo, Amarillo, one of those two pronunciations, and then the Hazy by Nature from Southern Range Brewing. I'm going to give a very slight edge to Southern Edge Brewing's uh, Hazy by Nature. It's like a, I think I gave it a four, I gave this a four one versus the Treehouse four. I think it's just a flavor profile preference. The Bright had a little bit of pininess to it. And the hazy by nature was a little more New England style with a little sweetness in the back end. Just like it a tiny bit better, but they're both very good. Casey, what was your beer of the cast? Yeah, so I'm going with uh, surf casting at Oxbow Brewing in uh, Newcastle, Maine. It was phenomenal. I gave it a 3.8 on untapped. Well, Maine may be, may be a desolate wasteland, but they do make good beer. Jack, you're up next for a beer. Yep, I will talk about a beer for the very last time that I've had over the holiday break, I'm going to go with one of my favorites in North Carolina, Pig Pounder Brewing out in Greensboro, North Carolina. Their blood orange pigsicle, which was a sour ale with lactose. Very, very delicious. Gave it a four and untapped. Check that out if you have a chance. Great brewery, but goddamn, do I hate that new logo they're using. If you're listening to this Pig Pounder, change it out, buddy. It's not working. Kevin, you're up next. All right. And with my last check-in of this dry January, thank God it's almost over, is a beer called Just the Bear Essentials from Humble Sea Brewing Co. This is a triple IPA. Nice, nice, heavy big boy there. 10.3%. Uh, and I gave it a four out of uh, five. It's pretty close to the average. Uh, solid beer, West Coast triple IPA with Simcoe Mosaic and Vic Secret Hops. Good beer all around. Strange to see Humble Sea referencing a terrestrial animal for once versus something aquatic. So it did stand out. And usually the triples have some sort of like whale in the name, like whale, Ferris whale or something like that. This mm. was a departure from the norm. Damn, they're subverting our expectations. Well done, Humble Sea. Well done. So from there, we will move on to our last call. Every podcast member is given a chance to air a grievance, tell a joke, maybe a fun story or a metaphor. Who knows? It's usually bitching of some kind. Speaking of which, Jack, you're on the board. Last call, my friend. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll try to do this. I got a lot of topics to hit in 30 seconds. First <laughs> one, I told everyone, I told this podcast, Tom Brady would do what he does in Green Bay, and he did it. Also, I want to shout out the Buffalo Bills. Fuck you. Enjoy that first place schedule next year without that Super Bowl ring. You guys <laughs> suck ass. And also that terrible draft pick. And the last thing, I'm going to cheers myself and Kevin. Kevin, we did it. We can start drinking on podcasts again next week. Thank God. Thank God, Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm not even participating, and I'm looking forward to you guys drinking beer again because it's hurting me inside, too, just watching me. Okay, with last call off the board, that was a lot in a very short period of time. Scared me a little bit. Casey, you're up, you're up next for the last call. Yeah, so my, mine's pretty easy here. It's, it's based around this draft. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. It is Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it is the greatest quarterback of all time versus the most oh, un, excuse me overrated quarterback uh, in his first four years in the league. Tom Brady's the fucking best. I don't know why people keep keep having this conversation of him between Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes. You wouldn't be shit without those players around you. 
look at what Tom Brady did to the majority of his career, which was, you know, not a lot of pieces, but you still got there. And this is your 10th Super Bowl. Go on, son. God bless you, Tom Brady. Um, I'll go next for the last call. Mine is going to be a direct attack on one of my fellow podcast hosts. Jack, you're on the board for Abomination Brewing, I discovered, is actually originally based out of Pennsylvania, despite many needlings from past podcasts. They are based originally out of East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. I heard this from a brewer in Massachusetts at Penny Pinchers Brewing. Nice brewery. Go check them out. But I've gotten roasted multiple times for this. They are originally a Pennsylvania brewer. They just gypsy brew out of Connecticut. So, Jack, uh, this is for you. Fuck you. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, roasting. Every time you've said it, I've pointed out Pennsylvania's finest. I was just stating a fact. Don't play dumb with me. Kevin, you're up next on the last call. Wait, 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 wait. According to Untapped, it's actually Connecticut. North because, Haven, Connecticut. Because that's the majority of their brew now, but they are originally based out of Pennsylvania, and that's where my original comment came from. I'm just saying I'm technically right. Technically, you'll never, just going you'll never hear the, the end of it. And all I know is to play dumb. That's the only thing I know. So it'll never stop. I didn't know you had another state of being. Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. I think I owe this last call here based on one of my earlier comments. I wanted to talk about the tiny Darth Vader kid from the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> and I see I see Jack laughing. I hear you laughing, Matt, but you know what? It's deserved. So this this kid who played the Super Bowl, played the Super Bowl ad when he was six, actually has like a has had a congenital heart defect and had like 13 heart surgeries. It, by all accounts, he's alive still, which good for him. I, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to tease you at all, kid. You did great in the commercial, and please be alive, because I don't see any news stories after 2018. All right, Kevin's last call is he is anti-kid death. That is a controversial opinion. We all appreciate it. So with that, we're going to wrap up episode 33 of the Counterpoints podcast. As always, hey, go check out our Instagram, our Twitter, our untapped. We have our personal handles earlier in the pod, but, you know, go check them out. Leave us a voicemail at 774-224-0708. We've got things coming up on the horizon. We've got Taster Series coming out. Higher and higher profile guests are begging to be on our podcast because we are the premier podcast in the world for the world of beer. Self-certified, of course. Merchandise, we believe, is coming out soon. But, you know, I don't want to give you an exact date so you don't get too mad at me. But don't worry, folks. It's coming. So other than that, Look forward to episode 34. Keep your eyes on our you know, podcast feed for other bonus content coming up. But we'll talk to you next time on episode 34. And until then, as we always say, stay frosty, my friends. job are you poor are you broken down well have you lost your job are you poor are you broken down come on all you workers sing along with me so i burn every bridge unless they can fly and you're in trouble <gasps> oh, no. my hippogriff enemies are coming <laughs>